Hello and welcome to the Infinite Escape Room, the podcast where glorious voices invade your ears and work together to solve a homemade escape room. I'm Ben and today I'm drinking water because I'm just plain today. And locked in with me this week we have... And I'm Chris and I'm drinking a decaf tea because I need to lead a really thrilling life. And I'm Alex and I feel like the other one out now because I'm drinking wine. Haha, it's both of you. I've got wine. Lucky one. So, how does it work? Each week, we'll get locked into one of the Infinite Escape Room's many-themed escape rooms. We'll have to solve a series of puzzles in order to escape. Puzzles that even the top five supercomputers would struggle to solve. If we get stuck, then we can ask for a clue, but that will add a minute onto our time. If we don't escape within an hour, then terrible things shall befall us. So, are we ready? Yeah. Yes! Let's enter the Infinite Escape Room. This week, we find ourselves in a corridor. A strong smell of disinfectant masks undertones of sickly bodies. There's an abandoned trolley with a vat of what appears to be soup or possibly vomit, a lone crutch is propped up next to an out-of-order elevator, and some large colourful signs display unpronounceably scientific words. We must be in an NHS hospital. It looks like this wing has been closed down to deal with a potentially deadly disease, so we'd best escape before we all catch MRSA. To the left of us is a fire escape, bound and locked with three whimsical padlocks. Let's escape. Before us, we can see the signs say A&E, the morgue, the MRI room. What do we fancy first? Uh, I think the MRI room first. That's my puzzle. So you walk down the corridor labelled MRI, and you see a room with the uh, words Magnetic Resonance Imaging Room, MRI. You pop open the door, and it clicks shut behind you. Inside the room, you see right in front of you is the large MRI scanner. To the right of that is a, is a console, and uh, to the left of you is a desk. What would you like to do? Um, is, there, is there one of the uh, the glass pane things that you get in an M- MRI room, or is it just, just totally sealed? Um, the, the whole thing's actually quite open. You can uh, walk up to the machine. Wow. There's no um, there's no sort of screening at all. Okay. I'm guessing the door was the screen, and it has that light outside, and it just goes, good, Yeah, this is a good good MRI machine. So there's a console and a desk. Mm. That's correct. When you say console, Ben. Sort of a large box with a screen and a keyboard. Right. Can we go and have a look at the console, please? Of course you can. There's a screen, and below it is a keyboard. The screen has on it ready, and then there's three buttons. On, off, and scan. The on is greyed out. Um, can we have a look at the desk, please? You wander over to the desk. There is a computer that is turned off. There's some magazines, and there is a rather large model of an ant. And it looks like it to make to be made out of sort of a red, sort of see-through, maybe um, ruby-like material. Uh, can I check Ooh. under the desk because I know what you're like? Of course, you can. Under the desk is a waste paper basket that is empty. Okay, this magical ant that seems to be uh, magical and ruby-shaped, could we stick it in the MRI machine? Is there anything in the MRI machine? We haven't got that far yet. You wander over to the MRI scanner, and uh, it is whirring. As you approach it, the bed that sticks out of the machine has a little note on it. Would, uh, would you like to read it? Yes, please. The note says, The previous patient had an object in their pocket. It ripped the thing out of their trousers and caused them to be entered into the ICU. I can't remember how to turn the MRI scanner off. Oh, so you can you can see in the machine you can hear it sort of clunking away. Yeah, yeah. You can look inside the machine if you if you'd like. Yeah, let's have a look inside the machine. Having a look inside the machine, you can see the rails that the uh, the bed would be uh, drawn into the machine uh, onto. And towards the top of the machine, you can see a key stuck to the ceiling. Huh. Can I climb in and try and take the key off? Of course you can. You climb into the MRI machine and try to pry the key away. Unfortunately, the magnets are so strong that you can't release it from the magnetic grip. 
leaving Chris in the MRI machine because you know I think you're enjoying it there, Chris, aren't you? I've spent recently spent 15 minutes in the MRI machine, oh, no. and I can tell you it is not an enjoyable experience. Well, stay there a bit longer, and maybe you'll change your <laughs> minds. <laughs> Do you think maybe we should try pushing the off button on the console? Yeah, press? yeah. Let's try pressing the off button. Sure. So you uh, you press the off button, and a little sort of code field pops up with six boxes. So we need the code to turn it off. I'm guessing. Can we turn the computer on on the desk? No, it appears dead. Can I inspect the uh, what, what was it called? The model, the Ruby, whatever. So there's um, a a large ruby, and you can't decide whether it's just very, very heavy or perhaps affix to the desk because you can't move it. And did I mention there was some magazines on the desk as well? Yeah. Can we... I was just getting there. Can we have a look at the magazine? Of course you can. So there are three magazines. There's a magazine on ants. There's a magazine on jewels. And uh, there's sort of like a, like a puzzle book, which are all anagrams. Can we uh, have a look through the ants book, please? Sure. There are many pictures of ants. Can we have a look through the jewels book, please? There are lots of jewels um, and and gems. Nothing. Page on rubies. There are a number of pages on rubies, sort of describing them as a, a red shiny gem. Uh, can we open the puzzle book up and have a look through there? Any puzzles that jump out? Nothing in particular. You can see that pretty much all of them are done. Uh, this guy loves anagrams. In the ant magazine, does it say how many legs an ant should have? It doesn't. This is Ant Weekly. So, I mean, I suspect that they, they expect their target audience to know how many uh, legs an ant Wait, has. What's the desk made of? Wood. Okay. Well, real wood veneer. Yeah, Ikea wood. I, I got it. Are we able to pick this ant up? Like I said, you can't quite decide if it's particularly heavy or affixed to the desk, but um, it appears to be immovable. What, even if Chris and I both pick it up together? I'm afraid so. Um, if we can we go over to the uh, console again? Is there anything else there mm-hmm. that we haven't haven't noticed? No, no. You've got an alphanumeric keyboard, although the n- numerals don't appear to be touched. And are there any worn buttons? Enter, shift, but everything else appears to be roughly evenly worn. So you can see the um, the little pop up that has the four, sorry, the six boxes, and uh, in the background the on, off, and scan button. So the, oh, okay. Can we go into a scan? Of course you can. You try to press the scan button, but the password prompt flashes at you, and you hear a. Can we try six zeros on the alphanumeric keyboard? You type in zero 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 zero. Presumably you press enter, and uh, the display flashes, and you hear a. I've noticed mm. that the number six uh, does correspond to the number of legs that this uh, model ant has, I, I assume. I don't uh, know if that's anything yes, to do yeah. with the puzzle. I'm getting, not particularly. Is, is there a way of getting the ant in that MRI? No, because then we'd still... No, no. Um, Can I push the ant off the desk rather than lifting it? No, uh, I guess you're probably coming to the conclusion that this ant is probably attached to the desk. Right. Can I see anything inside the ant? No, it appears to be a completely perfect gem. Could we... Um, I know the on button is grayed out then, but could we push it anyway? Uh, you try to push the on button, the display flashes, and you hear a... Okay, I'm going to work on some really real-life logic here and assume NHS being the NHS. On the console, somewhere, someone will have written this passcode down. Are there any post-its? There is just a note that says, I love anagrams. There's an anagram. Oh, there's an anagram somewhere. I I haven't even found the muddled-up word yet. No. Have we found the anagram? Um... Yes, you've paid quite a bit of attention to it. Okay, so that was the oh. the ruby ant, I'm guessing. But this ruby and ant is seven characters long, as make any sense. Gem, gem, ant, gem. Could be. Think aloud. Be- I'm just. I'm really bad with like 
letter anagrams anagrams or any basically English <laughs> or language and then we've got to convert the letters into numbers somehow no because it's an alchemic keyboard oh that it is you get meta out of it uh, what do you get left over with meta G-E-N no wait you don't just G-E-N oh right could ah could the password possibly be, considering the room that we're in, could the password be magnet? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Should we try that? Should we try, we try, we try that magnet? In? You uh, tap M-A-G-N-E-T into the console. You hit enter, and the border of the display goes green, disappears, and the MRI machine powers down. You hear a little tinkle inside. Can I go and grab the uh, key out, please? Of course you can. You have found the magnetic key. You have solved my puzzle. Yay! Woohoo! <laughs> you uh, walk out of the MRI room and back into the corridor. So I think we've got the morgue and the accident and emergency next. Uh, what are we fancying? I think this is uh, your choice now. Why don't we head on down to the uh, A&E? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Cool. And this is my puzzle. You open the door into the A&E and you are in the reception area. As you walk in, you can see that to your left, there are some chairs with some sickly people in it. To your immediate right, there are some more chairs which are empty. To your far right, there is the reception area, which has got a one lonely woman sat behind a glass screen and three people waiting to see her. And to the left, directly in front of you, there are three doors. Above the door, labelled, presumably once upon a time, it said triage. Unfortunately, they haven't repainted and the T has been scratched out altogether and the R is missing the top of it so it shows a K. What would you like to look at? So there's three doors you said? There are three doors. But only one of them is marked as triage with obviously the... Uh, no, the marking is above all three. Ah, I see. Can I get to the receptionist? Can I barge uh, through the queue? A bit you, rude. you certainly cannot barge through the queue. You try, oh, and the receptionist goes, Oi, there's a queue. Okay, you're does the br- queue look British. like you it's... You need to m- queue. Yeah, uh, anyway. So there, are does the pe- queue... there are three people in the queue. Is the queue moving? Do, do, is it worth joining the queue? There are three people in the queue. You can see that all three have got different ailments, <laughs> and they're all waiting patiently in turn to see the receptionist. Do I have a weapon? No, the chairs are both to the ground. They're used to your kind. <laughs> I can't... <laughs> I can't make the queue shorter by any other artificial means. No, but I mean, if you if you waited like a second or two and didn't, you know, eavesdrop, you you may see the queue moves of its own accord. Okay, I'm gonna wait wait a second in the queue. I'm gonna I'm gonna join the queue. Are, are you gonna eavesdrop because you're that sort of person? Uh, yeah, 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 of course. Sure. The receptionist deals with the first not client. What are they gonna be? Patient. Patient. Who says his name is Charlie? And uh, you can see that Charlie is quite distraught. He's holding his thumb in his other hand because his thumb has been chopped off um, yeah. so the receptionist asks what's the matter and uh, he goes my thumb is in my wrong hand it's missing <laughs> in my other hand to which she says that's fine take a seat and with that Charlie removes himself from the queue and goes to sit down does he have like some frozen peas to look after the uh, detached thumb he's got fish fingers I don't know why oh that's fine I think that's the only thing he could find okay so I'm, I'm still in the queue I'm listening in you are still in the queue but you are now two away from the receptionist given normal NHS efficiency this uh, this queue might take a while the good news is with Charlie gone the next patient approaches the receptionist whose name is Susan who says she has a slight cough and is quite pale Receptionist says, there we are, take a seat. And Susan very calmly walks over to a seat and sits down. Sorry, her complaint was that she's pale. She is pale, yes. That's more of an observation as opposed to her saying, I'm pale. (laughs) And with that, the third patient approaches the receptionist, whose name he gives as Ranjit, who says he has the bubonic plague, uh, but there is nothing apparently wrong with him as far as you can observe. Uh, The receptionist raises one eyebrow and says, there we are, take a seat. At which point Ranjit 
goes and takes a seat. Can I go and ask Ranjit why he thinks he has the plague? If you like. Yeah. Sure. So you go and speak to Ranjit. You go, excuse me, Ranjit. Um, you say you've got the plague, but there's nothing wrong with you. Could you just tell me why? At which point he tells you very politely to F off. Yep. Sure, okay. When we entered the room, there were some seats to the left which had people in them, seats to the right that were free, and three people queuing up. Are there still any remaining free seats? Did I say there were people in the seats? You did. Yep. Hmm, cool. Okay. Can we edit that out? <laughs> Seats are empty. All, all right. the seats are empty, left and right. Yes. Cool. Minus um, three people who have now sat in them. Sure. Uh, okay. Did we talk to the receptionist in the end? We haven't, so let's do that next. So which one of you? Because obviously the receptionist only speaks to one person I'll, at a time. I'll go... Sure. So Chris, you were posted to the receptionist. Uh, you know she's got a little name badge that says, Hi, my name is Kiara. She doesn't look particularly pleased. You are quite late at night. You know, it is now half eight at night. She did like. She would like quite have to finish at nine o'clock, but you're here. So uh, And she goes, right, what's your name? Uh, my name is Chris. Right, you are, Chris. And um, what's the matter with you? Uh, I, d- I don't feel well. The uh, the doctor sent me here. And what did the doctor say was wrong with you? Um, he wasn't too sure, but he said I, I it, it was pretty serious. You understand this isn't A and E department. Yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> God, shit. Wasting people's time, Chris. <laughs> Okay, I'll, I walk off. I let, let Ben have a go. Go on. You, you, if you think you're so good, is it? I'll uh, walk up to the desk, please. Sure. So you walk up to the receptionist and Kiari asks you, okay, what's your name? Hi, uh, my name's Ben. Right, you are Ben. And uh, what's the matter with you? Uh, my thumb's in the wrong hand. I'm sorry. Can you explain that a bit better? Um, my my right thumb is in my left hand. But it's not detached. I can see it's clearly attached. So what's the problem? But I can't get it out. <laughs> what? Can't get it out of my left hand. Have you tried letting <laughs> go? Oh, you, you miracle worker, you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to step away now. Okay, so I, I, I go back up. I'm like, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry about earlier. I didn't understand. The uh, the doctor thinks I've got a suspected appendicitis. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Kiara raises an eyebrow and says, "You may sit down, please." Great. I sit down. Could I take a look? Uh, obviously, the unoccupied chairs. Could I um, take a look at all the chairs the same? Could I have a look underneath some of them, please? They're all both to the ground. They're all slightly worn. And underneath, the only thing you're going to find is uh, chewing gum. Ah, lovely. Can I go up to the uh, the triage doors and try and push them? You can. Which door would you like to try? The the one furthest to the left? Sure. So you try the one furthest to the left. It doesn't budge. And the middle one? You try the middle one. It doesn't budge. And the right one. You try the th- one on the right. It doesn't budge, but very quickly the door does open. A very disheveled doctor sticks his head out and goes, what? There's a patient in it. And he slams the door in your face. Okay. Hmm. Ben, you seem to be a little bit lost. You just you just sat off, off to the side of the receptionist. I am, yes. Well, I finally got my thumb out and um, well, still rather amazed, a bit shocked. You are. I mean, in the, in the, in the vein of the NHS and how every time you want to go to your GP, you've got to exaggerate try and get an appointment otherwise they just go no you're not dying come back in five weeks um did you perhaps want to try the receptionist one more time go on then i'd like to um go back up to the uh up to uh kiara please sure so you walk up to kiara kiara just looks at you sighs and go yes ben um i'm stuck in here how do i get out right. you understand there's a door straight behind you what happens if we go out the 
main door. Yeah, okay. And then you leave A&E and go back to the corridor. Hmm, okay. Um, well, uh, so I'm looking for some sort of a key, and I, I, um, I'm I, rather stuck. You wouldn't happen to know where I might uh, might find something like that? No, is that a complete mistake of my name? Because honestly, I've heard it before. Oh, is there, is there a pun going on here? Cool. So um, I'm going to say thank you very much to Kiara and uh, take a couple of steps back. But I'd, uh, could, you, could we have a bit more of a description of Kiara, please? She is your nondescript, very tired-looking NHS worker with a name badge. Dark auburn hair, about shoulder length. Probably in her mid 40s. Okay, and um, her name Kiara, uh, I had presumed, was spelt Kilo India Alpha Romeo Alpha. It's spelt Kilo Echo Yankee. Uh, Alpha Romeo. Alpha <laughs> Romeo. <laughs> yeah, that one. And as Ben uh, tackles Kiara for the third time and fails, you notice that Ranjit has been allowed into triage room number one. I'm wondering if I shouldn't have signed up for the uh, the, the surgery here. Am I going to get something that I don't want? The, the chap that uh, that had his thumb knocked off, do we get a name from him? It was Charlie. Charlie. But he hasn't been admitted into triage yet. No. Because triage is a mystery. And although you think it's serious, they obviously decide otherwise. Of course. And and to get this right, the T of triage has sort of faded, been scratched off, and the, the top of the R has as well, so we're left with triage. Correct. And as you wait, you notice that Susan has been allowed into triage room number two. I mean, I'm going to get through eventually. We just have to wait a bit longer. Can we, for, our, for our listeners' benefit, can we just skip forward to... Uh, to like me getting allowed well in. the problem you have see is as you're waiting more patients are coming in and being dealt with by Kiara my appendix is going to blow up soon is it though yes it's serious is it, is it though so I go, I go back up to Kiara I'm, I mean I'm in a lot of pain now I've started sweating I've gone really pale I'm like I'm I'm really sorry but I'm I'm feeling quite weak. Is there uh, is there any way I can can get seen soon? Um, you've been, you know, we've we've assessed your uh, your appendicitis, and uh, you've been slotted into the correct slot as far as we're concerned. So do, you just have to wait your turn. Do you, do you know how long it's going to be? We don't, I'm afraid. One doctor's oh. on lunch. Uh, the other ones have to go all the way to London because there was a there was a vacancy there, and uh, yeah, you just have to wait. I'm afraid. <laughs> ben, I, I'm clearly uh, too ill presently but would you mind just walking back out of the hospital and jumping off like the nearest bridge or something <laughs> you can find and uh, and come back to A&E I, I'm not sure I'm willing to do that I'm afraid Plus, that's, no, we that's, got a shame it's, 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 no, 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 it's no, funny because no. as you say that Kiara just looks up and goes I'm sorry did you just say there was a potential suicide risk oh god <laughs> yeah yes yes there is I'm I'm standing on one of the chairs now and I'm, <laughs> I'm looking dangerously at the floor huh okay and with that Kiara just uh, sort of subtly puts a hand under the counter and you think she's pushed a button but you're not sure I mean the only problem is Ben mm-hmm. it's you and you haven't gone to see her really have you just sort of given up and she can't process people unless they actually come and Register. Maybe uh, we both had to register. I don't know. What do you register, Chris? I'm going to jump, probably um, missing slightly, to the next lot of chairs, slightly more towards Kiara. I touched the floor midway, but I sort of skipped that bit. I don't want to get trapped by the lava. And uh, I jump from the chairs onto the reception desk. The reception desk with a glass screen in front of it. The, the little sort of tray bit in front. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I then, Kiara, please, please help. I, I'm, I'm going to jump. I'm going to do it. Kiara looks at you and just goes. Yeah, all right, no problem. Please take a seat, Ben. So I'll be with you as soon as possible. Um, I'm and with that, of... you see her arm raise underneath, and she clearly 
punches what seems to be like a silent alarm. The door to door number three on the kiosk opens and a doctor sticks his head back out and says, Ben Labour Griffiths, you're next. Take that, Chris. Go on, get, get in, get in quickly. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go into the uh, triage room number three. Sure. So you walk into triage room number three. You sit down in front of Dr. Chris, <coughs> who says, Right, Ben, I see on your notes that you're feeling a little bit out of sorts. Um, you're acting out a little bit. Is there anything I can help you with? Yes, I'm feeling uh, rather uh, trapped right now, slightly intimidated. Uh, I feel lost. Okay, he says. Right, there we are. Uh, that's not nothing to be afraid of. It's quite common, actually, especially when you're locked in a hospital. Not to worry, though, because I've got the exact place you need to go. All you need to do is go to the infirmary key. And with that, he hands you a key. You have found the infirmary key. You have solved the puzzle. Yay! I still feel kind of out of sorts, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sort of the puzzle. You run out of the A and E department and find yourself back in the corridor where you started. Let's uh, let's head to the morgue. And this is my puzzle. You find yourself in the lobby of the morgue. In front of you is the reception desk. On the chair behind the desk appears to be the receptionist. He is slumped over the computer. To the right of the desk is a door. What would you like to do? Can we, um, do you reckon we should prod the receptionist then? Yeah, could we have a look? Uh, yeah, look, look at the receptionist first, please. Investigating the receptionist, you find that he is stiff with rigor mortis. He appears to be grinning manically. You can see a small piece of paper sticking out from between his teeth. Are we able to extrude the, um, the piece of paper? No, no, no matter how hard you try you cannot open his teeth he's like, like he's in a particularly strong stage of rigor mortis you just can't move it open okay I'm just probably leave because this is already creeping me out <laughs> okay so can we see anything on the computer that he slumped over can we see yeah, yeah. screen or so you notice that the keyboard is stained with blood okay. looking at the monitor you can see that it's been locked and will require a password to access it there is a large metal hammer next to the keyboard hmm. interesting we could perhaps bash this guy's teeth in <laughs> yeah actually can we take this hammer to this guy's face okay you pick up the hammer and smash the receptionist around the face blood and teeth fly everywhere the note drops from the receptionist's mouth it reads d zero n zero seven three n seven three r Entering the password into the computer unlocks the machine and displays a screen with a button that says unlock door. Let's unlock the door. Should we unlock the door, yeah. So you press the button and the door opens behind you. Could we um, could we take a peek inside the room, please? So you enter into the room and you find it's the main part of the morgue. Immediately you can see a corpse of a very large man lying on the table in front of you. He appears to have his chest cut open. To the right of the table is an office desk. Behind it are six metal doors. They appear closed. Oh, okay. So just to confirm, we got this table in the middle of the room with this large guy on chest open. Yep. Uh, there was an office desk. Was that to the right of the table? Yes. Cool. And then there's six doors on the wall behind. Yeah, they're, they're small square metal doors. Oh, ah, right. Okay. So, uh, the kind that, that presumably there are bodies behind. Presumably. I think that Alid would really like to go and have a look at this chap on the table. Yeah, wonderful. Can we have a look at the chap on the table, please? <laughs> Describe as much smell as you like. Oh, Ben. <laughs> Investigating the man, you find that he has stitches all over his body, as if he's been sewn back up after receiving numerous cuts. The cuts are in the following locations. Head, throat, a little bit below the throat, elbow, heart, ribs, stomach, wrist, belly, right thigh, right tibia, 
left knee and left ankle. You find the man does indeed have his chest cut open, as if he's been in the middle of an autopsy. Within the chest, you can see his rib cage. However, lying on top of the ribs is what appears to be a spare rib, perhaps from the local Chinese takeaway. There are operating tools on the table next to the man. Oh, do you think he's one of those um, those dummy like, training corpses that like, the trainee morgue uh, attendants get to practice? I personally think that this man uh, died of laughing because <laughs> he's in stitches. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> you got a pun into it. It's not a Ben puzzle. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Do any of these instruments look like they've been used? Um, yeah, you notice that the uh, the scalpel appears to have been used, uh, and there's some sort of uh, bl- bloodied uh, stitching sort of left on the side. Hmm. Now, Alid, seeing as I'm vegetarian, would you like to have a nibble at this spare rib? No. <laughs> no! <laughs> Although, could we possibly... I mean, there's a desk to the right of this. Yep. Uh, could we have a little look at the desk? Okay, so you go over to the desk, and on the desk you find a lamp, various pieces of paperwork, a torch, a computer, a bone saw, and an oversized copy of the game Operation. The oversized Operation, yep. my understanding of it is somewhat vague, but by any chance is there a spare rib in the Operation? Uh, there, yeah. There isn't a spare rib, but you do notice there's a... Uh, a hole in the game of operation where the ribs would be. Like, the okay. normal hole in the game of operation. Like The holes on the um, in, in the game, yeah. do they correspond to roughly where we would see the stitches on the on the man? They, they do. Very interesting. Part of me wonders if we need to either try and complete a game of operation with, with this game, or whether we need to play operation with this with this body. Is there anything else about the desk that might be of relevance to us? Nothing Nothing sort of stands out to you on the desk. Okay. I'm thinking, I don't know about you, Alid, but before we go and look any more at the man, maybe we ought to have a look at some of these doors? Alid's not sure. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, shall we? Shall we just get that out of the way? Sure. So if you would like to stand over by the uh, by the door we came in to, uh, Alid, I'll, uh, I'll open up the, the doors. Can I work uh, left to right, please, Chris? So you go over to each door in turn? And you try and open them, and you find they're all locked. Thank Christ for that. Uh, do we see, um, is there an obvious way of unlocking them? Uh, uh, no, nothing you can see. Okay. Shall we, rather than assume that we're um, more attendants and can actually play operational on a corpse, should we try completing the uh, the oversized game first? Yeah, let's give that a go. So I presume, Chris, that there are some tweezers uh, to be found with this game? There are some tweezers, but now you notice that there are no pieces to put uh, to take out of the game. No. Ah. It is empty. Could um, could we wander over to the uh, to the man yep. and grab the, uh, the spare rib and um, maybe plop it into the hole corresponding the, to the ribs on the uh, on the game of operation you do that nothing happens okay but it fits it fits fantastic right. okay then what do you reckon the odds are that somebody in their infinite wisdom has taken the operation pieces and actually put them inside the corpse and then sewed them back up i am thinking that there's a high probability could we please go i'm gonna i've, I've got some of them listed so i'm going to need some help because I, I missed some at the end do you want to go through all of the uh, stitches and undo them oh that would be a good thing if we could do that please yes okay uh, so you you undo the stitching in the head throat etc and in the head you find a small model ice cream in the throat you find an apple just below the throat you find a wishbone in the elbow you find a funny bone in the heart you find a broken love heart in in the in the ribs you'd previously found the uh, the 
ribs from local Chinese. In the stomach, you find a particularly well-preserved butterfly. In the belly, you find a large loaf of bread. In the right thigh, you find a small model horse. In the right tibia, you find an elastic band. In the left knee, you find a miniature bucket. On the left ankle, you find a wrench. And they're not going to fit into this oversized operation uh, thing, are they? Pardon? They won't fit into this oversized operation. You notice that the pieces actually do have about the right size to uh, to fit in. Could we possibly then, for each piece that we found in the body, could we put into the corresponding hole in the game of operation, please? So you start entering the pieces in, and then you enter the last piece into the game of operation, and you hear a click sound. Looking over to the doors, you see them open slowly, one at a time. (laughs) As the last door opens, the light in the room starts to flicker, and then goes out. It is pitch black. You cannot see your hand in front of your face. Time to leave. So, uh, just to keep track of where everyone is, Alad is by the door, and mm. you, Ben, are by the, uh, the the table with the corpse on it. Cool. You you can orientate yourself by touch. Fantastic. Right. Could I sort of feel my way down this chap's leg um, yep. until I get to his toes, and then sort of try and get myself in a straight line so I hit the desk? Okay, you do that, and you, you manage to make it to the desk. You bump your knees as you get there. Oh, always the knees. Now, can I have a rummage round on the desk? I remember there being a torch. Yeah, you have a rummage round and uh, you find the torch. Uh, can I turn it on? Yeah. Turning on the torch, you can now see behind each door. Contained within are drawers. On each drawer is a dead body. Turning the torch around the room, you see a message has been written in blood on the walls. Find the key within me, but be careful you must be. If you try the wrong one, then you will be done. Oh, Nice. I'm, I'm guessing that's it. No, that's the, all the message says, yes. Cool. So presumably then, one of the items that we've taken out of this corpse and put in the operation game is, is part of the solution to the puzzle. Well, I'm not sure. I think, so first, could, um, I'm, and I'm guessing that, Alid, you may want to stand near the door still. Um, <laughs> Here you go with the hammer again. <laughs> could I please take a look inside each of the, I don't know what they're called, the the body oh, drawers? Is. Okay, so you go up to the uh, drawers and inside each drawer you, you see that the door has like a pouch. Uh, and there's various okay. possessions from each person, presumably, uh, stored mm-hmm. in there. Person one uh, on, on the left has an iPhone and a handbag. Person two has a notebook and a fountain pen. Person three has a teddy bear. Person four has a Nintendo Switch and assorted games. Person five has a sketchbook. And person six has a Dell laptop. Is there anything else that we can see sort of about the bodies? Is I, I always imagine that there'd be a little sort of name tag tied to each toe. Uh, you can't see any uh, name tags. Okay. My guess is that we can inspect these devices. So could we maybe, um, starting with the iPhone, c- will it turn on? So yeah, you uh, you turn on the iPhone. Uh, it doesn't turn on. There's no battery. You go to the, the handbag. It contains various items of makeup and some Apple AirPods. Uh, okay, the, cool. the notebook uh, contains an awful lot of bad poetry, presumably written by the uh, the owner. Much of it talks about death, and it is written in red ink. The fountain okay. pen appears full of red ink. Uh, the teddy bear is just a perfectly ordinary teddy bear. Nintendo Switch, again, doesn't power on, appears to be out of battery. Okay. Uh, the sketchbook, the uh, front cover is decorated with love hearts and unicorns. Within it are various drawings. Many of them involve colourful birds. And the uh, Dell laptop, uh, you can turn it on, but it immediately shows a message saying low battery and then shuts off. Cool. My thinking, Alid, is that the guy with the notebook and the red pen is looking quite suspect right now. Yeah, that's where my mind's at as well. But um, and the pen is full of red ink. But that could... Does the, does the ink match the... Does the shade of ink 
match the uh, writing on the wall, Chris? Um, yeah, you, you do notice they, they share quite a similarity. Presumably the stroke is somewhat thicker on the wall. The handwriting, uh, you now notice, is identical. Oh, interesting. What are you reckoning, Alid? I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of feeling like it's this, this guy. Well, it's either a dead guy's written the message, or an alive guy's written the message, and then planted the notebook and the pen on the dead guy. But then we still haven't answered the question as to why the receptionist is dead. I'm not sure that matters at the moment. It kind of does. He's dead. He's dead and and you uh, further desecrated his corpse. He, d- he didn't need that smile anymore. Ben desecrated the corpse. <laughs> I just... just I know, Facilitated. I off. Yeah. No, I Alid, Alid passed me the hammer. Yeah, I think... <laughs> I think that counts and that makes you as guilty. Can we look at the hands of all the bodies in the room to see if there is any sort of red substance on them. Do you want to pull the bodies out of the uh, of the? I would love to on the drawers. Yeah, you pull the bodies out. Person one is a uh, young woman. Person two uh, appears to be a uh, young man. Person three is a, a small child. Uh, person four is a sort of teenage boy. Person five is a teenage girl, and person six uh, appears to be an older gentleman. Uh, you you notice that all their hands are clean except for person two who has a lot of what appears to be sort of red ink on his hands. Hmm. Oh, I, I I missed a piece of description about person two. He uh, he has a slight sort of port, port like you know that that kind of raised okay. bit where you've got a bit of belly, but you know it's it's developing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we might have caught person two red-handed. What would you like to do then? Could we? Um, so the body. I'm guessing it's not clothed. Is it uh, sort of covered? It's, with it's completely naked. Uh, there's, there's no no coverings on it at all. Sure. And can we see? Sorry, carry on. That you? Yeah. There's no no injury to it as far as you can tell. Ah. Can we have a... You know how the doctors would do. Can we have a feel around um, the, the, the paunch and see if we can yeah, you feel anything of the, note the inside? The paunch is kind of, kind of lumpy. Like, it's sort of more solid than you'd expect it to be. Like, maybe maybe there's a growth in there or something. My feeling is that we get the scalpel from the uh, from the tray by the large man and we, we carefully slice open this chap's uh, stomach. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good yeah. idea. Who's, who's doing the slicing? Uh, I, I think it'll be me. <laughs> no, can I do the slicing? Oh, go on. Alid's working Okay, up. so Alid, Alid goes and grabs the scalpel. He comes over and he starts to make an incision and there's, there's quite a bit of thre- flesh to get through and uh, eventually he, he hits something hard uh, what do you want to do now? Can I stick my hand in and try and feel and try and get the hard thing you out? You stick your, your hand in and you grab hold of the hard thing and uh, out you pull the macabre key <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic So with the macabre key in hand and uh, perhaps a little bit bloody you walk back out of the morgue so, safely back in the corridor, we insert the magnetic key, the infirmer key, and the macabre key into the three whimsical padlocks, and we escape! Yay! Yay! Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and your favouritist podcast app. If you get a chance, please give us a rating and a bit of a review, as it really helps us to reach new ears. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and glance at our gleaming mugs on Instagram. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope to see you again next time for another Infinite Escape Room. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.